Hi, Gateway Church Dartford here. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. We trust that what you hear will be a blessing and an encouragement to your journey. Happy Mother's Day. I want to dedicate, really, the morning to mothers, stroke, women. You do an incredible job. Uh, And uh, sometimes with no reward, or you think where your reward is. Do you think that? Um, And sometimes a job is quite quite tough. So this morning when um, Tracy was talking and opening up before the mic went wrong, uh, um, she mentioned Mary. She must have seen, she, she must have seen my notes, but uh, You're spying on me, Tracy. Big brother and all that. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. I pray that your word may encourage. Encourage us, even as men today, that we are encouraged for the women in our lives. Father God, we celebrate them today. We pray that you bless them, that you encourage them. You just give them um, a spur. Um, a, a sprint in their feet that you, you really, really bless them today. Have a great day and a great week ahead. I pray that in the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, so um, if you turn your Bibles, if you've got your Bibles uh, in Luke chapter 1, verse, uh, we're going to read verse 27, 28, and 30. 27, 28, and 30. It's on the it's on the screen if you haven't got your Bible with you. Um, praise God. So, Scripture says, To a virgin bestrode to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. And the angel said to her, Do not Be afraid, Mary, for you have been found favor with God. And I want to talk a little bit about Mary. I can't talk too much. I've only got a few minutes about Mary. But I want to really talk a little bit about Mary today um, to you. And uh, sometimes as women and even as men, we just feel inadequate. We feel inadequate the job that we are doing. We feel inadequate about being called in, in something specific, in a ministry or a calling or a gift. We feel inadequate. And as mothers, I'm sure there are times where you feel inadequate when you think, can I really be uh, someone that can look after this child or look after a family? And, and it, it can be really tricky. And, uh, and I, want to pic- I want you to picture a young lady here. And Mary would have been um, pregnant with Jesus, would have been around the age between 12 and 16. Shocking, isn't it? In the Jewish tradition. So we're talking a really, really young woman, a real young lady here, who, who, um, who the angel of the Lord appears and says, you've been found favor. Can you imagine? 
You know, being somebody who's a really young woman and you're still, um, you know, growing, you're still discovering yourself, and suddenly this weight of responsibility come on her. And as if to say, um, you know, it's not just, it's not any responsibility, is it? You know, it's not like cooking this meal days. It's not like fixing this hair. It's not like, oh, push the dishwasher on. No. It says, oh, by the way, you're going to be pregnant. And can you imagine, I don't know if you can imagine what's going on in her mind, in her head, because she must be thinking all sorts of things. She must be thinking about the culture. She must be thinking what the next door neighbor would say. Suddenly they just, I appear around with a big belly. I am not married. What will people say? What will people think? And within that tradition and the culture that they lived at the time, it would have been something really taboo for her. It would have been something really, really hard and difficult. And sometimes what we have been called to do as men, as women, and today we're talking especially as you ladies, what you've been called to do is not always easy. It's not always an easy task to be able to deliver what you can. But Mary here found herself in a position whereby I am sure she just wanted to maybe quit, maybe run away, maybe just say, hey, pick someone else that's more qualified, maybe older. But it's amazing. She embraced the calling. She wanted to please God. And the scripture here says, to a virgin, be sure to a man whose name was Joseph from the house of David, and the virgin, the virgin's name was Mary, and he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. The Lord is with you. And I want to break that in, in maybe three words for us this morning. The first word is dwelling. The Lord dwell in you. So no matter what you face and no matter what you go through, no matter what you face and go through and circumstances that you are facing right now, maybe some of you are facing some situations, some difficulties in life, I want to tell you that God dwells in you. He is with you. He will not forsake you. He is going to walk the journey with you. Can I get an amen? Amen. He is with you. He hasn't left you. He hasn't abandoned you. How many times do we feel sometimes the Lord has abandoned us because we are feeling hurt or we're feeling disappointed? We are praying about something that hasn't yet come to pass. We haven't seen it. And yet it's difficult sometimes to get up and keep going. It's difficult to face another day. But we have to encourage ourselves. The Bible talks about, uh, about King David. And King David says, I encourage myself in the Lord. That means we have to learn to encourage ourselves in the Lord. It's good to remember that the Lord God Almighty, the King of the universe, 
is with you. And the Bible says this. He says, if the Lord be with you, who can be against you? Your employer? Your job? Nobody can be against you if the Lord is for you. The number one for this morning is dwelling. He dwells in you and He wants to know you. He wants to get to spend time with you. And sometimes we've got to make room for that. We've got to allow time for that. Dwelling doesn't just mean that we just have this philosophical idea that when I pray, God turns up. We, we do that, have that kind of feeling sometimes. When I pray, God turns up. God arrives on the scene when I pray. No, God is there when you don't pray. He's with you. He's with you when you're working. He's with you when you're sleeping. He's with you constantly all the time. I am with you. I will be with you, says the Lord, and I will not forsake you. That is a promise of God. So it's important for us to remember and of remembrance that God dwells in you. He's for you and not against you. Number two. The angel of the Lord says, do not fear. Do not fear. Anybody know how many times that appears in the Bible? Fear not or do not fear. Anybody? 365 times in the scripture. And I say this. If it says it 365 times in Scripture, then the Lord is trying to tell us something. Fear will rule our lives. It will rule us. It will dictate us. It will take away our lives if we allow Him. And you may say, well, He was an angel of the Lord. He might have been powerful, bright. He might have been a, a great, a great, a great experience. Surely that's not scary. But if it's not an angel of the Lord, it could be anything that is scary within our lives. A new beginning down Eastbourne is scary. Moving house is scary. Changing jobs is scary. Life is full of scary, unexpected moments. Every single day, there is an opportunity every day, I'm telling you, to be scared, to be frightened. To be frightened of the unknown. To be frightened of everything. If it's there 365 times, it's an opportunity every single day to be scared. And the enemy, our enemy, guys, is going to use every single opportunity that he can to get you petrified, frightened, fearful, because he knows if he gets you to think that and it's consumed you, you will be glued like a post. 
The whole point is so that you do not move, that you don't change jobs, that you stay exactly where you are because He wants you there. He wants you to be glued like a post because you moving forward is a problem for Him. Can I get an amen? When you move forward, there is ignition. There is power. When we stay still, nothing happens. But when we move, there is something that takes place. There is something that happens. There is something that's going to change if we move forward. So whatever going on in Mary's mind, the angels of the Lord just calms her fears and say, do not fear. It's okay. If we read further, the angel actually introduces himself to her. Say, I am Gabriel. I do not fear. Do not be dismayed. I, the Lord, I am with you. And God is saying today, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're facing, do not allow fear to dictate, to change, to alter your plans. Plans can be changed at any time. We can change our minds at any time. But let it not be because of fear. Fear is a massive issue in our community. If you want to know the real crust, if you want to know the real issue, fear. People don't do certain things because of fear. People don't want to face Another day because of fear. Politicians will not make a call because of fear. We are afraid of change because of fear. We are petrified of whatever is new because of fear. How many times have you thought about fear and then when you're done and you think, what was I fearful about? Have that happened to you? I don't know if it's happened to you, but it happened to me. What was it all about? I got myself all twisted up for weeks and weeks on end and it was nothing. So the plan is, I, my thoughts are entertained day and night. I'm petrified. And it gets me to a place where my thoughts are just consumed, consumed by fear. Because I am no good. I am not in that place, in that position. And the angel of the Lord had to do that to see through the nine months. That's coming. The nine months that coming in the life of Mary is a process. Some of you that's given birth, you're well acquainted 
with that process, aren't you, of nine months? It's nine months. But it's day by day facing the sickness bugs, facing the uncomfortableness, facing, in the case of Mary, facing whatever she's going to come her way, facing people ignoring her on the streets, facing the taboo in the community, facing all the things that she's got to face. And the angel of the Lord brings the word that would prepare her, that would equip her. And thirdly, thirdly, he says to her, you are favored. You, Mary, are favored. This morning, you, mighty women of God sitting in here, you are favored by the Lord. Now, here's the thing. You are well entitled to think otherwise about yourself. You can say, I don't feel that way. I don't feel favored. I don't feel that I'm favored by God for whatever reason. And if we may, if we want to, to pick the reasons that we want to pick, we will find them. But... It's a conscious decision today to believe the word of the Lord. Say believe. Believe the word of God for your life, for my life. That we are the favor of God. That God has given us favor wherever we go, wherever we face. It doesn't mean that everything would be easy. But it would mean that we will be favored. Mary didn't find it easy. It wasn't easy to be pregnant, not be married. It wasn't easy to walk that walk, that process for nine months. It wasn't easy. But she had the favor of God over her life. She's no different than some of you sitting here. In fact, all of you sitting here. You have the favor of of God in your life. You have the favor of God in your jobs. You have the favor of God in your family, the community where God has called you and planted us. And we, as a church, have favor right here. Right here where God has called us, we have favor. So number one, He dwells in you mightily. And he wants you to dwell with him. I sit at the door of your heart and I knock. And hopefully you will open and I can dwell with you. Secondly, do not fear. Do not fear. Do not fear. I'm not going to say it 365 times, but you get it. Do not fear. Do not be fearful. Because I, the Lord, I am 
with you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Amen. Lastly, thirdly, you are the favor of God in Christ Jesus. You are favored not because of what you've done or because of what He has done on the cross. He's made you favorable before man. And if you look at the life of Jesus, I love this scripture where he says this. He says, Jesus grew in favor in the eyes of God and man. God doesn't always give us, only give us favor in his eyes, but he gives us favor in the eyes of man. We are favored in our businesses. We are favored and equipped in the things we do. We are favored. We are the favor of God, and we have the favor of God upon our lives. This morning, you guys are mighty women. Mighty women of valor. Your feelings has nothing to do with it. Your past has got nothing to do with it. Your jobs, your security has got nothing to do with it. Where you come from has got nothing to do. The color of your skin has got nothing to do with it. The fact that Jesus has died on the cross has made you a mighty woman of God. You are favored by the Lord. And the gift that He gave and the calling that He gave to Mary, every single one of you has been given gifts that is over your life today. Don't sit on them. Ignite them. Move. Get up and move. Get up and do something. Get up, talk to someone. Get up and put it into action. Be the mighty women, men that God has called us. Is that all right? Is that okay? So tomorrow when you face some sort of turmoil, don't just say, oh... I want the earth to open up and swallow me. I don't know what you say. I've heard that as well. Or I'm just a worm. That's another thing people say. No, I am a mighty Daisy. I am a mighty woman of God. That's what God, that's the way God sees me. I am a mighty woman of God. When you step in that prison, Alex, you are a mighty woman of God. Darkness has to bow at the mighty men and women of God. Principalities and powers has to bow at the mighty woman of God. In Jesus' name. Father, let's just pray. Stand with me together. Let's pray.
Father, we're so thankful. We're so thankful. What Jesus has done, what Jesus has accomplished on the cross. Thank you for mighty women in the house this morning, this afternoon. I pray that you bless them. I pray, oh God, when they're feeling weary, they're feeling tired, they're feeling discouraged, they're feeling despondent, that you will equip them. I speak words of wisdom over them. I speak the love of God that speaks and surpasses all understanding over them. I speak your goodness, your mercies over them. I pray, O oh God, that they be mighty where you've called them. The place of work, where they meet people, where they share with their families. I speak that over them and I pray today that they feel special, valued by you first and foremost. In the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. Oh,